Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, and the second part of a tribute as we honor and remember our late founding pastor, David Wilkerson. Now, this podcast includes excerpts from the memorial service held here at Times Square Church on May 14th, a memorial service that was actually a homegoing service, as numerous speakers expressed fond memories and truly honored the work, ministry, and life of Pastor Dave. We invite you to join us now as we revisit that memorial service, and it's our hope that if you didn't know him, that you would get an idea of who Pastor David Wilkerson was, a man with a radical love for the Lord Jesus Christ. God, we give you the praise and the glory and all of the thanks. We ask, Lord, that what we do today might be fitting for the work that you've done through your servant, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Lord, only you can speak to the depths of the soul. I don't know who this is for. But Lord, I'm going to speak to those who have backslidden. To those, O Lord, who have been growing cold and indifferent to the call of God and the things of Christ. Oh God, come and speak. God says, the word that I've sent to you, I didn't send it out to be void. But the word I've given to you is you're going to accomplish The very thing I said it would. Lord, I flee to you to hide me. And folks, the original that says, I will veil myself in you. Now you think about it. You see, our faith now can't be based on emotion. Our faith cannot be based on just the testimonies of others who've been delivered. It can't, they can't be cliches. It can't be just a shout. We have to have a foundation for the faith that we're going to need. And this has to be laid hold of God's own claims of who He is. This whole thing starts out right here. Oh, hear my prayer, Lord, give. Here's my supplication. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness. And here's the challenge. God, here's the basis upon which I come to you. Not what I've heard in the past about people. But here's what you told me you are. You said that you are faithful. That you are just. That you are holy. You cannot lie. And you can't be God if you aren't faithful. You said you're long-suffering. You said you're the God of peace. You said you're the God of my strength. Now, I'm coming to you. I'm going to lift my hands to you. I'm going to believe what you said about yourself. And I am coming on the merits of nothing I have done, no righteousness of my own, but on the promise of God, what you told me. Remember the word unto your servant, which you have caused me to hope in. This is my comfort in my affliction, for you have now quickened me. How was he quickened? Lord God, I've lifted my hands to you. I have trusted you. I've claimed your promises. You are who you said you are. And from now on, from this day on, I'm going to veil myself in you. I'm going to cut myself off from all confidence in my flesh or in people or anyone else. I'm going to throw myself at your mercy, your grace, your power, your glory. And I'm veiling myself in Christ. Veiling myself. 
The title track from the CD, We Proclaim Him, performed live by the combined choirs at Times Square Church. Now we're going to hear from Pastor David's youngest son, Greg Wilkerson. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm Greg Wilkerson. I'm uh, my dad's favorite son. Anyway, <laughs> just kidding. People have been wondering, is this ministry and this church, was it built around a man? What will happen to the ministry around And God really just quickened my heart about this. The one thing that I appreciate with my dad, not only being a minister, but an amazing father behind closed doors. He was a great dad, really was. The two ingredients I see that keeps this ministry away from being focused around him or any man was this. The first ingredient being love. He had just such a sincere love for people. He always said, son, just love people. Love God. Wherever you go. I I know if the the same handshake, the energy that he would shake the president's hand, he would give to anyone on the street. The same intensity, the same respect, because it was just based on love. And the second ingredient, which I also think is powerful, was just being real. Time and time, years after years, When I'd bring complicated questions to my dad, he'd say, son, just be real. You don't have to be me. You don't have to be someone else. You don't have to try. Just be real. When you pray in your time, just be real to God. Be real to your family. Be real to those around. I remember traveling with him, and we were doing youth rallies, and there was about 10,000 teenagers in Central America. My dad was backstage with me. He goes, boy, I just hope I have something to say to these kids. And he got up there, and for 45 minutes, I didn't even see a head move. You could hear a pin drop. And at the altar call, hundreds, thousands of kids came forward because they knew that this man was real. His word was real. And this church now, there's not a time stamp to it. It's not over. It's not anything because I know that all of us leave here with with a reality that our lives are real with God, real with our friends real with our family, through love. So we want to thank you, and I want to thank you for the love. I I said this in Texas, and I'll say it again. I, I thank you for the love that you've given our family, my dad, my mom. That is the greatest, the choir, everything. If I know it's a time to mourn. I know sometimes as we look at these, you weep. But I know the the gift that my dad has given our family to remember is just it's just with joy joy i mean this day is the reality of everything my dad stood for it's not how to do ministry not how to do these things it said one day you'll be standing before the lord i can't think of a greater testimony than that so thank you for being here thank you for your love and we appreciate you so much Don Wilkerson, brother of Pastor David. It was a great honor for me to serve side by side with my brother in two very significant callings to this city. The first, of course, being in the founding of Brooklyn Teen Challenge. He asked me to to lead Teen Challenge, and I'll never forget it because uh, in those days, people would say, Jesus, I know. Dave Wilkerson, I know, but who are you? But Dave, 
And David would say to me, Don, God knows who you are, and I know who you are. I shall never forget the opening night here at Times Square. Uh, one of the complaints of the theater, uh, people in the theater business, is said, why this theater becoming a church? We understand you know, you know, there are theaters empty. Why this theater? Because I believe it has one of the largest stages in all of Broadway. And, of course, many stars, uh, um, many uh, performed on this stage. And I'll never forget what David said on that night because it epitomized his life. He said, uh, there's only going to be one star on this stage, and that's the bright and morning star. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And, you know... What I will remember the most about my brother is that he fulfilled 1 Corinthians 13, 12, both in his life and his death. For now I see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. I picture my brother when he was still on this earth, on his knees in prayer, with his nose pressed against that dark glass, looking in not to see his own reflection, but to get a better glimpse of Jesus. The scripture says that while on earth, we know only in part. But the part that my brother knew was a lot bigger and a lot deeper and a lot wider than I ever knew and many of us knew. But now, Brother Dave, Pastor David, He no longer sees in part. He no longer looks through a glass darkly. But now he's face to face with the one he loved and served. I will miss him so much until the day that I look forward to being with him once again, side by side. God bless you. The angel with God's pen wrote down your name. The angel with God's pen wrote down your name. Wrote down your Son-in-law, Roger Hayslip. I want to share just a little bit different side uh, today of the man that I knew for 30 years, ever since I married his daughter, just simply his dad. That's all I ever called him. I want to share with you kind of a little private story. Um, I was privy to a meeting with, where Brother Dave was with a couple of his grandsons just a few years back. and he was, he was late in his years, and the boys were in their early 20s. One of them happened to be my youngest son. And they were struggling a little bit in their faith. And they asked their grandpa the question, the one that's been asked around the world in every nation from rich to poor, every kind of people you can imagine, the questions we all ask of God. If God is really there, why is there so much suffering in the world? Why do you and grandma suffer so much? Why so many hungry people in the world? 
Why all the genocide, the atrocities, tragedy, crisis, and natural disasters? And when Brother Dave spoke to those boys, he wasn't preaching. There was no theology involved. It was just a grandpa talking to his grandsons. He said, boys, I don't have the answers to that question any more than you do. I'm not going to throw, sit here and throw a bunch of scriptures at you. I got two things to say. Number one, the people who complain the most about this question do the least about it. And number two, personally, I don't even bother myself with the question anymore. I just intend to spend the rest of my life helping the most hurting people and feeding the most hungry mouths that I possibly can, which he did faithfully for a lifetime. Don't let the well run dry. I can tell you, those of us at World Challenge and Times Square Church, we take very seriously the legacy that we've been handed down. And we intend to carry on that heritage well. In fact, I see no reason not to drill the well deeper and make the hole bigger and keep right on giving and giving all the more. And my challenge in closing to each and every one of you today would be that if Brother Dave has touched your life, if you're one of those people that he gave to so generously, or some other man or woman of God has equally touched your life, or even if God himself has sovereignly touched your life without the help of any man, I challenge you today, then pass it on, pay it forward, let the rivers of living water pour out of your life just like they did out of David Wilkerson. And I'll close with this scripture. The scripture says, don't just love in words, but love with your deeds. It says, don't go pat your neighbor on the back and say to him, God bless you. Be warm, be filled. Do something about it. If there's anything that I will take away from this man's life that we honor today, it's that. He didn't just talk. He didn't pat people on the back and say, God bless you. Hope things get better for you. He did something about it. And I want to carry that. I hope I can be half the man he was in that giving way. Would you stand with us and sing Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Turn to the back of your program.
know Brother Dave was to know his intensity, his intelligence, his kindness, and his absolute reliance upon the Holy Spirit. But always he sensed when people were at their most vulnerable and their most unsteady. I remember the only time I think I've ever heard him do an exaggeration. But he would come on Sundays and he'd walk down the aisle and he would shake all the minister's hands and he would come to me without fail. He'd grab my hand, he'd look at me and go, you're one of my favorite preachers, you know. You know, why should he notice me, wife of, that's my affectionate term for uh, women married to men in ministry. You're just wife of. Why would he notice? Why, uh, why would he take time with seemingly invisible people? Not the great, not those that could add to his ministry, not those that would enhance his reputation. Why did he not ask the influential to sit by him? No, he loved the moving of the Holy Spirit. And he would bend his knee before that witness. If there was power in the room, he was listening and learning and following that leading. I feel I'm a testament to this man. Not only me today as a testament to him. But I stand today as one of the many of some of the most unlikeliest people in the world who are in ministry today because of David Wilkerson. This ministry that he showed us by example, ministry of living for the benefit of others. There are many today who are coming from a background, who are ministers today, coming from a background of teen challenge, who are coming from the background of youth crusades, who have read the cross and the switch parade, who have come and have known that we indeed, unlikely as we were, were God's choice, restored through the power of the Holy Spirit, and firmed by a man who knew the voice of the Holy Spirit and loved the moving of the Holy Spirit. There are many today that say, I heard that challenge and that call to ministry through Teen Challenge or newsletters or even through this pulpit. You heard the call from this man who was convinced that the church is stronger and the church is supernatural when spirit-anointed people follow Jesus. When the Olympics is held, The host country runs a torch across their nation, their chosen land, in a triumphant parade of what is to come. But an Olympic torch to be successfully passed is not just an exchange from one hand to another. That's not a successful pass. To be successful, that torch has to be passed lit. It has to be passed burning. The flame cannot be extinguished in the exchange or it was not successful. The race we continue today and the race we run today 
is not to the swift, but to he who runs and passes it lit. I've been handed a torch, not because I was the fastest, but because I stretched forth my hand and received it burning. Thank you, Brother Dave, for being that burning light, for speaking to us from the Holy Spirit, from standing and knowing the anointing of God, and moving us to see Jesus and hearing you in your words, to be faithful to stand and be a bright light to us and all who could hear your love for Christ and the Holy Spirit. It has deeply impacted us. A closing thought. We grieve as a family today. We grieve as a Times Times Square Church family as a World Challenge family, a Newsletter family, a Mount Zion School of International Ministry family, Camp Hope family, Please Pass the Bread family, a Texas family, a New York family, a ministry family, a friends family. And we speak to the natural family, to the Wilkerson family. Proverbs 27.10 says, Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. We were your father's friend, but we join you in a lifelong friendship forever to cherish the ministry of your father, David Wilkerson. And together, we, the spiritual family and the natural family, we will bear with you a lit torch to be run with and to pass successfully. And God helping us, we will. And you just heard from Associate Pastor Teresa Connor. Next is Associate Pastor William Kemp. Pastor Dave was there for, for a lot of us, for all of us, um, going out of his way to be there when there was no one else there. And because of that, we have to imagine that there were probably some nights when... Um, Pastor Dave's children had to go to sleep without their dad's hug, without his embrace, um, because he was there for us, because he was there for people on the street and people who were living lives that were detrimental and destructive and so on and so forth. And so basically what I want to say was, was thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for lending him to us. Thank you. Because the truth of the matter is, if, if, if Pastor Dave's family had not chosen to lend him to us, lend him to me, I wouldn't be here. I know that for sure. So we are the recipients of God's grace and of Pastor David's ministry and of Pastor David's family's generosity Thank you again so, so, so much. And thank you, my brothers and sisters, for being here. The Lord bless you so much. We truly love you. God be with you. Pastor Gary Wilkerson, eldest son of Pastor David. We received many letters, emails, flowers from the Graham family, pastors, leaders from around the world. We are grateful for the outpouring of love from the various ministries that my father was graced by the Holy Spirit to be the founder of Teen Challenge International, Teen Challenge Global, uh, various ministries 
that have already been mentioned here today, we thank you as well. Out of all the emails and letters that I received, none touched my heart deeply as a fourth grader from Arkansas who wrote to me and said, Dear Gary Wilkerson, I am sorry that your dad died. I am truly sorry. But it is good to know, I love this part, it is good to know that he was a Christian. (laughs) So that there was a great chance that he may have ended up in heaven. (laughs) I feel in my heart that he went to heaven. And in this last part, uh, but I'm still going to send money to his ministry. (laughs) The greatest joy is that my father is in heaven. The... The greatest joy is that he drug a lot of people with him to heaven. Many people say, when I get to heaven, I want to speak to St. Peter or to Moses. It's going to take a while for my dad to speak to those men and women in heaven because the line of people that wanted to speak to him first to say thank you for a life well lived. to the picture of my father when I hear his voice at the beginning of this ceremony today I love that it was just his voice and words on the screen because that's, that's, what, I, that's what I most appreciate just his voice to hear him speak the word of God after having spent time in the presence of the Lord so today at this memorial there is one less faithful voice crying out in the wilderness there is one less hammer striking the rock of hearts that have grown hard to the way of the Lord. There's one less voice with a fire burning in its soul, breaking apart the cold heart. There is one less voice in our generation. There is one less cry in the wilderness. There is one less man standing in a pulpit preaching uncompromised gospel of Jesus Christ to a generation, to a world that needs to hear that gospel. There is one less voice, but there is one man who has touched thousands, if not 10,000 voices. There is one fire that lit 10,000 other fires. There is one hammer that struck and said, Yes, God, cause me to be a hammer as well. Allow me to be a hammer. There are fourth graders like this letter I read to you in Arkansas asking the Lord now because of his life, Lord, make me a fire. Make me a hammer. Lord, make me wheat. There are people listening to this memorial service all around the world. It could be as close to maybe even a million people. We don't know. But there are people listening to this memorial today. And I know my father would want to say to you, 
This generation, this world needs people who preach wheat and not chaff. This generation needs people who preach fire and not fluff. This generation needs people who are willing to bring the hammer down again uncompromisingly to those who need to hear the word of the Lord. So one less fire, but thousands and tens of thousands of other fires. And I know that you are a church here at Times Square that is on fire for Jesus because of the voice that spoke to you. There are bishops, pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists on the street uh, four corners of the world who are doing so because the fire of God spoke to their life. And I thank the Lord for that fire. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for a father who knew how to light a fire in his son and and in his children, who knew how to light a fire in a church. God, I thank you that this church stands with the power of God because there was at a time a willingness to hear the hammer that seems to crush. Oh, but Lord, it was healing as well because once our hearts were broken, it was healed by the Holy Spirit. The grace, the oil was applied. I thank you, Holy Spirit. There was a fire in his voice that caused sin to be tremble when the Holy Ghost just anointed him to preach God and the altars were filled with people whether he was preaching on the streets whether it was one person or whether it was a whole congregation thank you Lord the wheat came from his ministry Lord we look across this world now we see a harvest of wheat from one man's life and we give you thanks in Jesus name Amen When I made a commitment to come to New York City again and start a church in Times Square, the Holy Spirit had told me when I was praying two things I want accomplished. And I want it and, and where it's visible and not hidden some back street, right in the middle of Broadway, to warn the city of coming calamities. Secondly, to find a holy remnant and get them ready and prepared and come back to Christ's love. I believe the heart of the Times Square Church is love for the lost and the hurting, not just in New York City, but now around the world. The devil can't kill me. He can't kill you without God's permission. And if God permits it, instant glory, instant glory, instant glory. Praise God. There's not a whole lot that I could add today to what all the family members and Pastor Teresa and Pastor William Carroll have said here today. But I think the greatest tribute I could pray or give to Pastor David Wilkerson today is to say that after working with him for 17 years, I loved him. I loved him. I will deeply miss him. He was a dear friend, and he would be so uncomfortable with all of the accolades today. He really, really shunned the limelight. It was, it was really a step of faith the first time we ever sang happy birthday to him in this congregation, that he wouldn't stop us in the middle of the song and say, enough, enough, get on with the work of God. And uh, so we knew today we could get away with a lot more because he's not here. But I know, I had this sense in my heart that he's leaning over heaven's balcony at this moment saying, Pastor, Please, enough said. 
Uh, I'm not dead. I'm very, very much alive, standing around the throne of God. Let me read to you from the scriptures. Paul said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We're here today to commemorate the life, the legacy, the ministry, the man, and the Lord of David Wilkerson. When all inhibition is gone, there's no more sickness, no more sorrow. You can't even sigh up there anymore. There are no bad memories. There's nobody you have to worry about in your neighborhood any longer. All of these things are gone. We are at the throne of God. David Wilkerson will be there. The saints of old will be there. And what a day that will be. It's coming our way in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. For there is no sting to death any longer. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loved us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing better that you and I could do for the next 15 minutes or so, but we're going to go to the throne of God. And we're going to join Pastor David and all of the angels and created beings and the saints of old. And we're going to give God praise for the victory that Jesus won for us on Calvary's tree. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God.
Pastor David Wilkerson. Sunrise, May 19, 1931. Sunset, April 27, 2011.